see trees of green Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful world. Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box recorded in beautiful Virgin Valley, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, Mesquite, Nevada, and find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com. Hosting today's episode is Rochelle Knight and Steve Dudrow. Let's go have some fun. Welcome to this episode of The Art Box. And today we're joined by Joyce Redwick. Joyce is the desert doodler expert of the entire Virgin Valley. What do you think, Rochelle? Oh my gosh, <laughs> awesome. Joyce, wanna tell us about yourself? Really boring, I was. I bet not. Uh, Your class is so funny. <laughs> we were just laughing the entire time. Well, that's good. Of course, I was the only guy in the class. So you picked on me constantly. That was true. That was true. So warning to fair warning no, to the guys. No, that's not even true. Guys, come to her class. I really, we do. It's open to everybody. So I was actually I was born in Canada. Just twenty years ago. You can add a few more numbers to that if you'd like. Born in Canada. I met my husband uh, in high school. I met him when I was 14, started dating when I was 15. And that was in Canada? That was in Canada. Canada. Uh, yeah. Okay. And married him when I was 21. One of the things we did was we hated winter. And before he proposed to me, he had a question. Would I like to move to California? And I said, ooh, that would be interesting. He says, but you'll be away from your family. And it's like, that's okay, there's a beach. <laughs> so I said, no, I, I'd re I would like, that would be kind of fun venture. So that night he proposed. And he told me if I answered wrong, that he wasn't gonna propose. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so we moved down here and we moved to California. And then we started our family, we have a son. He is actually an airline pilot. He was a different kid. At the age of five, he said, I'm going to be a pilot. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Kids say they're gonna be fire trucks. Mine said he was gonna be an airline pilot. He actually just followed that from the age of five to now he's 33 and he is an airline pilot. So mommy does have some free flying benefits. My daughter is, um, she was born a few years later. As we tell her, she was the normal child. <laughs> and she struggled with her brother, always knowing what he was gonna do. And she, all through high school, I don't know what I wanna do. I don't know what I wanna do. And it's like, it's okay, honey, it'll come to you. So she now lives in Clinton, Utah, and she works for a defense com contractor. She also just started her, um, an organization called Horses Valhalla. So proud of her. 
She was a veteran. She was with the National Guard for a few years and uh, she got out. She um, just, she ha always had a love of horses. She is my artistic one. And she, um, mo they moved to Clinton, Utah and they want her and her husband, they wanted to do something with the veterans in that and she had a love of horses and she started this Horses Valhalla organization and uh, it does therapy for both veterans and children or anybody that wants to seek out knowledge of horses. So we're very proud of her, it's a nonprofit and so she's uh, a mother, She when she got married she received a, a wonderful daughter and uh, actually a teenager. Oh, wow. So yeah. Jumping right in. Right. <laughs> so and then I have a grandson and my son and daughter-in-law provided us with a grandson and he's awesome and we just have a very good family. But growing up in Canada, my mother had four daughters and when the long winters, they can start in October and they can go to May. I know this year they were saying in May, they still had snow and she had to keep four daughters entertained. So she taught us knitting, crocheting, just keeping us busy and I really enjoyed that. And then I, I was not a good student. Uh, math was terrible, science terrible, that's okay. And, but I loved art, that was my class I loved and I always looked forward to it. And so I always did a little bit of art and then when we were raising the family, there was just no time for it, you know, the busy taking them to, my son was in Civil Air Patrol, my daughter was a swimmer, so I was busy taking them, then I decided to go to college and get my associate's degree in math and science, and it's okay to laugh. Oh, yeah, because you said math was terrible. I know, I know, I actually graduated with honors, and uh, I was going for a business degree and ended up with these math science degrees, and one of the things that, um, I wanted to do was kind of use it. I was a middle school secretary and that was challenging and it was fun. The kids were fun because they're at a fun age. But I also wanted to use my... You're the first one I've ever heard say middle school kids were at a yes. fun age. <laughs> they are actually fun because, you know, they're, they're not little kids but they're not the high schoolers and they're trying to find their way in there. And I mean, the girls will come in, they're all decked up, and it's like, no, honey, you can't wear that to school, <laughs> you know? And so they're kind of a fun age, and but yet they still kind of want the mom thing, so, you know, they'll cry, and it's like, it's okay, it's okay. So I was a middle school secretary, and then doing that, when I got my degree, one of my teachers at the college, I didn't know what to do with my degree, and she said, well, we actually need an instructor an evening instructor to teach office technology. And I'm like, wow, this sounds like fun. And that was my most fun. I really enjoyed it because now I was working with adults who wanted to be in school. Right. I remember some of the things, it was the time of the housing crash. So I was teaching keyboarding and then the office technology and I'd always have to ask why they came, why were they were taking the class because I had to find out my nursing students because they had to meet us uh, or my what do you, yeah I guess not nursing students but the office help what do they call them medical techs thank you oh, uh -huh. the medical techs so the medical techs had to have a certain typing speed so I wanted to make sure I, I really keyed in on them and I remember this one man just saying that. He lost his house. He tried to save it by turning in his all his retirement, thinking he was going to make it out. Lost his retirement. 
And he was into his 50s, and now he had to start a new career. And so he was hoping that the office technology would help him find something. So we did that. Then my son moved to Arizona, and my daughter moved to Utah, and we're sitting in California. Why are we here? And we decided to move to Arizona. I uh, gave up the middle school teaching, and when, so we went to Arizona. And I told my husband I really didn't want to go back into the school business. I wanted to do something different, and I had got my feet kind of wet with real estate. In California, they use transaction coordinators. And so after I had finished college and I had the teaching, that had ended because uh, things were starting to drop off. People weren't going to school in the evening. And so first cut, that's okay. And so I was introduced to a transaction coordinator. Thought that was kind of fun. So we moved to Arizona and I thought, well, I'll be a transaction coordinator for real estate and got there and find out they don't use them. They don't use them. California has a lot of forms so they need somebody to help process them. Arizona is a very short, shorter forms to fill out. So I thought, well, maybe I could be an agent. So I tried my hand at selling real estate. That's a tough job. I can imagine. Yeah, you don't make any money. You don't make any money. Well, so, it's a lot of work, and right. then you don't know if it's, the sale's going to go through. Well, yeah, I, I ended up in tears a few times sure. because you worked so hard, and you think you're, you know, they're yeah, really intent on buying. And then they call you and say, well, we went and bought it for sale by owner. You know, and you spent five months with them. And I gave up a July 4th, you know, things like that to go. So, yeah, it's a tough gig. So appreciate your real estate agents. About five years ago, my husband got really sick. And uh, he got a rare form of meningitis. And it is called cryptococcal meningitis gaudii. So there is your fungal meningitis. Well, that's what his is, the fungal meningitis. Mm -hmm bacterial and viral, and his is very rare, and it is only found in, uh, usually found in like Africa and things like that, and, and so they're wondering why he got this. So he spent four months in the hospital. Uh, we were in Texas, that's a long story I won't go into, why we were in Texas for five minutes. So that we brought him home, back to Arizona, and uh, he regressed, and at this point he had lost his one uh, eye, he lost hearing in one ear, and he has some other things, uh, neuropathy and things like that. So we had to take him back to the hospital. He passed out on me, and the hospital in Arizona was amazing. And they reached out to a medical facility you might have heard about, NIH, and uh, the Infectious Disease Department. Right. And actually his doctor is not Dr. Fauci, but his doctor is under Dr. Fauci and my husband became a research patient. So it's amazing. They did a lot of work on him. All these doctors did a lot of work and he's fine, but he can't go back to work. He retired and we had a house in Arizona and we had the house in Mesquite. Our son had moved away to Texas. Mm -hmm. So we were again, just the two of us in Arizona and we decided to give up the Arizona house and move here. I was gonna start up real estate again and my husband said, no. I, you know, you should retire too. So you didn't have to tell me twice. I was done. Okay. <laughs> when I was in Arizona, so how I got into doodling was when I was in Arizona, uh, we had a recreation center and this lady offered a class in Zentangle. That is a trademark 
of doodling. I knew I'd heard it somewhere, right. and it was from you. You talked yes. about that. It is. Zentangling is a trademark, and unless you are a certified instructor, you really can't use their terminology. You can use their patterns, but you need to acknowledge them. So I went and tried it, and it was great. I had a lot of fun with it, and I was like, I can do this. And so my art, love for art from high school started coming back, and I joined a group there, and there were actually more artists that were into this and they were also called the desert doodlers kind of I stole their name and we would meet uh, once a week and we would we would share what we've done we'd teach each other we basically what this doodling class is about I've taken and brought to this class here and so then when we moved here and I'd always we had the house here for 15 years and I loved the art gallery whenever I came to visit I always had to go to the art gallery, and I knew one day, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be involved in the art gallery because I knew I was going to do something with my art. So, so I came here, and then kind of fast forward to how the Desert Doodlers came about was, we did a Stay Smart with Art in January. Uh, Linda Harris, she had asked me if I'd do it. I was like, oh, fine, yeah, we'll share it. We had a full class, and then Dot and I were talking and maybe there would be you know some interest in class where people are actually learning spending more time learning and so we tried it i think uh, the end of january and and that's how desert doodlers got kicked off i have some regulars amazing artists there's one she's got two pieces in the gallery now that where she has she linda she has looked at dragonflies and if you look lines and it's everywhere and so dragonflies have very intricate lines in their wings and so she's been doing dragonflies and just really good i have another one amy who has just jumped into this and you'll see amy's art kim i mentioned once at one class that you can do this onto wood and do some wood burning and she went home and she did it really and yeah wow. so there, you can take this and you can expand. I was quite amazed, and I have to say, your class, and I was the only male there, <laughs> okay, and it was a bunch of people, and I thought, oh, they all know what they're doing. Everybody was so nice. I was accepted as a rookie, and I had a really good time. It's good. Well, That's one good. thing I think I like about it, too, is that we talked we were just we were doing our thing and we were talking and at the end I just felt so relaxed mm -hmm. and there wasn't pressure you know what I mean it wasn't stressful as far as oh, I screwed this up or right so yeah at the end of it I just felt like wow I've just had lunch with friends kind of <laughs> you know that feeling afterwards so that was a really nice social it's something you can do while you watch TV you can pull it if you're doing it small enough you can if you're in a boring meeting you can pull it out and do it so I that's really cool well and that's what we we've all doodled and that's right. the thing like that like i say i was a terrible student so those holes that were on the pages i would sit there and i would draw circles <laughs> and so it's now an art form so everybody has done it and they need they need to try it if they have an interest in art right. so it's kind of fun it's very fun where do you get your ideas they're everywhere they're all around us i am really weird i'd i would sit in church and there would be a lady in front of me and she'd have a sweater and on my notes I'd be drawing it, you know. Oh, cool. Um, just the I, pattern? Of just the pattern because I would not remember it. I will see things on ties. ties. Men's ties have a lot of patterns and I like looking at them. I will take pictures of weird things like I was at the Virgin River coffee shop 
and their carpet is actually has a very unique pattern. So I'm snatch, snapping pictures of that. I went to um, Red Lobster and, and this doodling is line art and they had a poster of waves and it was like, oh, so I asked the guy, I said, can I take a picture of this? So it's all around us and you'll see it in leaves, like it's in nature, leaves have patterns. The dragonflies, like I say, have patterns. Butterflies have patterns, so. Yeah. And, and I have to admit that you made me admit in your class that when I go to the bathroom in a public bathroom, should I be embarrassed saying no. this? <laughs> that, that I always look down at the patterns and I think about those patterns. Right. And it was you who bought that out in me. Yeah, so now everybody's going to start looking. And that's what the students in the class are saying is they go, we see patterns everywhere. Yes. And you do. And doodling basically takes a very, I don't want to say simple shape, but it takes something, a pattern. And then we break it down so that you can do it. So it might start out with a box. Everybody can draw a box. And then you might draw uh, another box with inside that box. Or you might draw a circle. And so if we break it down, it's like, oh yeah, I can do this. Right. And I think it's, it's that kind of stuff is neat too because it does make us perceive the world differently. I know when I started, you know, learning about shadows and highlights and just form and how do colors look different when they're farther away, all that kind of stuff. And now I do, I'm always, everything I drive past, I'm thinking, how could I do this? How could I do this? What colors would I use? And so I, I think that's kind of neat because it, it it trains us to look at the world a little bit differently. Right. Well, let me bring up this bad subject, mistakes. <laughs> and, and while we're on mistakes, maybe you can talk about the critic in your head <laughs> and how you handle him or her. Him or her. Okay. So mistakes and doodling, we do not say there are mistakes. And apparently this is very common. There are opportunities. And any of my art that you might see in the gallery, there's a mistake in there somewhere. I've either fixed it up or just went meh, it's gonna stay. So the opportunity might take the pattern in a different direction, or I just leave it there to see if anybody notices. You know, so that's the opportunity. There's too many other people in my head for a critic to be in there, so. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so I, you know, I do, I do have things that I go, oh, this isn't working out, and I really try to work it. I might put it aside and come back to it, but sometimes it's like, no, this isn't going anywhere, and yeah, you do toss it out, sure. but it's like, just move on, find a different way of doing it. Gee, how healthy is that, Joyce? <laughs> so really quick with that, do you ever use whiteout? No, no, really? no, no. Whiteout, okay. bad, bad. That's, okay, because I was just thinking when I doodle, you know, if I make a mistake, it's going to be something like I made it too thick and really dark. Yeah. And then and then what do you do? Do you just go back and make them all, you know, the whole, so say you were doing like a snail shell pattern, and if you mess that up, do you go make them all look big now? Or does that make sense? Yeah. Or how do you hide stuff? Yeah, I, I don't use the white out, okay. I will darken it. Okay. You know, just and make the line thick. that. So it's right. not just like, oh my gosh, that's the first right. thing you see. Okay. Right. So that's why I suggest, and this is kind of a hand smacker with doodlers, is to use a pencil. Uh -huh. uh, to start off, test it out. Do you like it in this section? Because if you take the pen and just immediately, yeah, I'm going to do, you know, swirls right here, and then you go, oh, that really doesn't look good. It's not balanced in that. You can erase it right. and feel comfortable with it, but that's that's kind of what I do because 
I did an elephant and I spent 30 hours on him and I wasn't about to like at hour 20 test something out and then go oh that really didn't work <laughs> so yeah so I, I will use a pencil I encourage the students in the class to use a pencil so they're comfortable and then of course erase and yeah. then go back over it in pen right okay. right mostly it's testing it out like so if you're doing a section with swirls and try the swirls and oh yeah and then you don't have to do all the swirls just okay yeah it's looking good it's looking good and then erase that and then do it yeah and I use just pencils in your class. So it seems as though I have been assigned all of the hard questions today, <laughs> Rochelle. So I will pick this one up, the rules of art. And do you fight the urge to obey no. the rules of art? No, I, I, I don't. Because this is very abstract. We have the rules of third and things like that. And it's like, no, I, if I want to put something in the middle and maybe it's a focal point, fine it's going to put there because usually with doodling you end up filling up the whole page so what you start with and I'm all over the page I don't sort of start at the middle work out or make sure I do all this you know and then move on to the next I'll be doing a section then oh this looks good over here and yeah I just I'm just kind of all over the page so I don't follow the rules and you're smiling about it yeah <laughs> and I think that's more relaxing yeah do you have any tips or tricks you'd like to share? That would be just keep on trying. Look for the patterns everywhere you go and then try and break them down. Like I say, look at it because you'll see, you'll see the fullness of it and then, oh, I couldn't do that. But then when you look, oh, there's a circle and then there's some lines coming out of the circle. If you start breaking it down, then you can go, oh, yeah, I can do that. Just, you know, keep looking and keep trying. Love it. Slipping away from art here, Sack Joyce, um, do you have any other interests? I do. I like trap shooting. Can you explain what trap shooting is? It's taking a shotgun and shooting those orange clay pigeons that come flying out. I had a bad back. And so I, you know, was limited and I wanted to do something fun. And so I tried trap shooting and I actually did okay with it. I had an awesome teacher. He was patient with me. And the first time I went shooting, you get 25 to 50 clays and I missed all of them. And you know, and then you hit one and it's like, woohoo. <laughs> so, and then of course my husband and I like to travel now that we're retired. I, Love babysitting the grandkids. If the, my son says, Mom, can you come babysit? Well, of course. You know, I jump in the car and I like photography. I'm not very good at it, but I give it a try and I have a nice camera. I also have a cell phone and I think I do better on my cell phone. The cell phones are pretty good now. They are. Is there a story that sticks out with your art? There's a couple stories. If you see a butterfly in my work, I'm thinking about my dad. My dad. Uh, a good story is that after he passed away, my mom was very sad and she had a tree. And it shouldn't have been flowering at that time of year, but it had one flower and this butterfly came. So we always said that that was dad telling her she'd be okay. Uh, recently, my mom passed away and she loved hummingbirds. And so now I've had a flock of hummingbirds at my house. So I think it's my mom. The hummingbird might end up in my art. 
uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'll throw a little something in, like right now, um, they with the theme that we did, with the abandoned places. I did a little mushroom and I hid a couple of creatures in there to see if anybody would notice them. <laughs> so, I love that. I'm gonna have to Very go back special. in there and look for them. There's two. Okay, <laughs> challenge accepted. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. <laughs> Turning towards the future, what excites you about your art? I'm advancing, I think I'm trying new areas. And this is one thing I would encourage everybody. This is a good basic starting point is doodling because you're working on your lines and your and just everything that you would involve in other art. So now I'm trying color pencil. I'm still trying color <laughs> pencil, but I'm also working on pottery and I'm finding some of my doodling with the swirls is ending up in my pottery and I'm having fun with that. So I just keep trying to move on with art and find different things. When we moved out here, my husband was very gracious. Uh, we have a four bedroom house and we have a guest room downstairs that has a beautiful view of the golf course and he always dreamed that he would have an office there one day. Uh-oh, yeah, I can tell what's yeah. happening here. <laughs> uh, since he no longer works, but he's still, you know, he's a computer geek. He gave me that room, and that is my little art room, and so I have many things going on in there, and I walk in there and kind of, what am I going to do today? Oh, happy place. I know. I love that. It is. It is. What is your art truth, and can you explain or express that? Art brings out your, I say your inner weirdness. People say your inner creativity, but you see my art and you go, that's weird. That, well, that's me. Doodling, like I said, something everybody has done. And too often, you know, they'll start a class like, I want to learn to draw. And they go and they end up with a stick man and they, I can't do this. And that's the problem is you hear, I can't do this. Yes, you can. You don't start, you don't take a pen and paper and end up with a masterpiece, you might end up with a stick man, but you've started a circle. So put a swirl in that circle for his head. He's got arms, put some flowers in those arms and you start doodling. And then you're learning your line work. And then you can take your line work into other areas and you'll see things like, you'll see things differently. By the way, this is amazing. Yes. You have such an amazing story, and you're yes. so concise with it and oh, everything. Oh, thank you. Thank I'm totally loving this. Oh, good, good. Joyce, what has inspired you this past week? Well, the week is still young. Not too much. Um, you know, we've got the doctor's appointments. But we've had some awesome weather we have. and the clouds. Now, clouds are fun to doodle. You can doodle clouds. You put the swirls in and you put lots of lines in them. But I mean, just the colors. And so I've been snapping lots of pictures of them and my cell phone just isn't picking them up. But, you know, it's like last night, the hills were really golden. And I took a picture and they kind of, meh, yeah. So, I, I like doing that and I would love to, you know, be able to paint. I don't know anybody that, <laughs> but I would love to go into painting. My husband, he wants this big desert scene and um, we have a big wall and he goes, I think you need to paint a desert scene there. And I was gonna do it, um, start out small, 
but I heard somebody say they just take a big canvas and start painting. So yep. I've got a few big canvases, so maybe I should just Do start it. painting. I know. So fun. I know. Well, and if you use acrylic, yes. it doesn't matter if you mess up. I know. Because you do have white out, and it's not taboo to use I it. know. It's called white paint. <laughs> yes. So, and I, like, I love your style. Oh, and that you. is the style that I would like to have in my house. Thank you. So you've got your first commission. I do. Yeah, there you go. I shouldn't say commission. It's not a commission. Oh, your husband commissioned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a nice commission, yeah. actually. Yeah. No stress there. Yeah. yeah. In finishing up, tell us about your classes, how often they are, where they are. Our classes are a lot of fun. And I try to have them on the third Friday of the month. Uh, sometimes I get bumped because if there's another event, that's fine. Or if, like I say, if I get a call, I need to babysit, I will juggle that and the art gallery is really good at working as long as I kind of stay within the same time frame. So we're basically the third Friday of the month but always check the schedule. We go from 10.30 to 12.30 and that's about enough time. If there's somebody new, I'm here at 10 and I appreciate if they can come in like 10-15 minutes before the class because I like to do a bit of orientation on you know the materials we use because basically it's just a pen and paper. As you get more into doodling, you will keep the UPS man busy and you will order gel pens and you'll order this kind of paper and what have you. We do about the two hours and it's a lot of fun. The, we do first start off with some sharing because everybody's done something over the month or they found a tool. Uh, we're not afraid of using tools to help us. I, I don't want an artist to spend if we're doing a heart, I don't want them to waste their time trying to draw a heart. I will hand them a template. Here's a heart. Go for it. Let's move on because yes. we're here to doodle, not to draw the perfect heart. Uh, so the ladies seem to like that, and the man. Oh, thank so, you. There we go. And I was being man. forgotten. And the man, and the man, <laughs> and they enjoy the templates. And so we, I give them a project, and I try to have at least three to four patterns in there. I will have some very simple patterns and then I try to put one that's a little more challenging because we have all levels and I want to make sure everybody feels comfortable doing that. And so then we will go through the patterns and then I will show them the project that we're applying it to. And then I try to have something different like one time we had some shading and you know I don't go off into those areas because that's other classes and it's not my wheelhouse but sometimes you have to put some shading in but we'll end up with a very flat piece and then i will show them how i finished it and i might have added some color i might have added you know we just uh, did a little mushroom and i added a tree and i added some things that are hidden in there a little bit of color so that then they can look at it and go oh this is where i can take it so we have a lot of fun and the hardest part of the class for me is after I've done the instructing and they're now working on their own is to sit back and let them go and be quiet because I don't like to be quiet. I feel like I should be saying something but I have to let them work and then I walk around and then they'll say well this doesn't look right and I'll say well this is how the pattern goes and so yeah so a little bit of quiet time and I put on some music sometimes and we just get into the mood. Right. It's so relaxing. It is. It is fun. One thing I want to point out is 
that on the website, uh, Joyce has created some amazing documents explaining the class, and then she has a great list of supplies that you need when you come to the class. And definitely look those look that over because there's um, some really neat pens that you can get that I think really make the experience too if you have the right supplies. Make sure and check all of her stuff out on the website. Well, Joyce, it's been great getting to know you today. Thank, thank, thank you for coming in. Thank you for doing this. Thank and you. Hopefully we'll find some more doodlers in this town. Yes. And even if they're just seasonal. Yes, and take them. Yeah. <laughs> thank Th you. Thank thanks you. again. Broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada, in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Art Box sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, visit us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com.